Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top of the List. I am one of your hosts, Dom, here with the other host, RB. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? And we are here this week to review the first season of She-Hulk. And um, this is one that we have been waiting to do. Um, we started off by talking about the premiere. What was it? A few weeks ago, like a, a month yeah, ago. Couple yeah, months. about a month yeah. ago. And we discussed this and uh, I believe I am Groot as well. Sort yeah. of laughing at what we thought was a very feeble effort by the MCU to become uh, more what, family friendly, I guess. Both both of these really, at least, was the vibe we got from the premiere. Maybe not family yeah. friendly, but veering away from just action superheroes. It certainly wasn't where we're talking about the She-Hulk premiere. Um, it certainly wasn't a release that we rated too highly RB. No, so we'll all. just put that plainly. But, I, I think um, I gave yeah. it a bit of a higher score than you. Yeah. I, I personally enjoyed the take on sort of a, a legal courtroom drama. It just wasn't really hitting home the way most MCU things do. Absolutely. And now we're here to talk about the rest of the season. So we got to warn you guys, RB, are you ready? Get the focal yeah. cords ready. Spoiler it's ready. alert. It's ready. Wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. There it is. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk big spoilers. We'll be talking about the finale and basically all nine episodes of She-Hulk. Yeah. So um, we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen with the MCU after what we see in the in the finale. And maybe maybe a few predictions thrown in there as to uh, some stuff that they drop, some little Easter eggs they drop in there mm. for us to find, huh? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's talk all about it, RB. Let's give it a review. So final warning, let's talk She-Hulk season one. Yeah, so... This show, I, I, you know, like I said, it wasn't hitting home like MCU shows. I liked Marvel's Attempt. I liked the humor in their premiere. And as the show went on, personally, as many people didn't wouldn't agree with me, I liked this show better and better. I love, love, love the performance by our actress who plays Jennifer Walters, uh, Tatiana Mas Maslani. Is that Maslani? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought she was great in this. Um, and I think as the show went on, the action picked up. But what was great about this show to me was that the comedy didn't fall flat. There are some Marvel things that have been made, Marvel shows that have been made. Um, I'll, I'll use the example of, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, is WandaVision, but also a little bit of Hawkeye, where when the action was happening, the show was great. And then when things weren't happening, the show just kind of fell flat and boring. Uh, I think I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is another example of that. This one, to me, because of the comedy, I thought was was very funny. Uh, in between the action scenes, I really enjoyed this. Now, there are certain things I want to discuss with you, Dom, mm -hmm. about future implications to what happened in this finale. Because this finale, let's yeah. face it, was was nuts. Whether you yes. decide that it was nuts in a good way or a bad way, let's but, let's stick stick with just general thoughts here. Right? First. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Without discussing that at all, I'm giving okay. the show at least an eight out of ten. Okay, and I'm willing to go even higher once we once we discuss some of the future implications. Look, it's it's known publicly at this point that I don't like this show. Yes. I I did not like the premiere at all. It was one of the lowest things I've ever rated in the MCU. Okay, and I and I gave it points too for creativity, but my main problem was. I didn't find Jennifer Walters a likable character. And unfortunately, after watching the season finale, I still felt the same way. But 
I will say, RB, you are right. The show did get better as it went on. And I'm glad I watched it all the way to episode nine. And I'm glad because there were a couple episodes that were standouts that I did enjoy a lot that you're right. The jokes did hit that were very, very funny. I was laughing for the entire runtime of one specific episode that I'll mention here in a second. Um, And then there was a couple of things that were hilarious, but I was laughing at stuff that were like, I guess um, we'll talk about it more when we talk about the finale, but um, the the show isn't afraid to make fun of itself. And um, I think that the show pointing out its own errors doesn't necessarily make those, those errors go away okay. is what I've got to say. But I, I mean, that's a little vague, but I'll give my score. So you say it's at about an eight right now for you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think I gave the premiere like a five. I would give this out a, a, a little bit of a point higher at this point. I'd probably say six. This was an okay show. I, it was slightly above average. I wouldn't give it that seven or eight. You know, usually we say that's good or great. I don't think it's a good or great show. Um, I think it's just slightly above average. And I definitely give the creators and showrunners points for creativity. I mean, holy crap, especially the finale. One of the most unique finales I've ever seen in a show. Um, Whether or not it it bettered the show, it was one of the more bold and unique finales I've ever seen. So absolutely. Absolutely. Let's first of all, let's backtrack a little bit, RB. So, we already kind of talked about the premiere and everything that happened um, there. Uh, let's talk about a few of the other guest appearances that came up earlier on in the season, yeah. specifically Benedict Wong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Benedict Wong making uh, an appearance really in the uh, the episode, I believe, The People versus Emil Blonsky. Uh, he, yes. he may have made an appearance earlier in, in episode two, Superhuman Law. Uh, but primarily he's featured in episodes three and four. Correct, yeah. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's great in everything we've seen him in so far. The Sorcerer Supreme now. I um, thought his addition was perfect. It was yeah. fine. It was funny. Um, his interactions with the annoying party girl. Um, yes. Matt, what was her name? Madeline? Mm- uh yeah. or something with like a, with is it with a y but not where you think oh yeah that yeah, yeah. yeah. that was funny what you kept saying that that was pretty funny yeah um but yeah so i mean i didn't find madison. those madison yeah so i didn't find those episodes with wong i didn't find anything particularly stand out i loved mm-hmm. seeing emil blonsky uh and the abomination return oh i think fine. i think tim roth tim roth right yeah uh, tim roth was was absolutely excellent in this yeah. series i thought i i thought i didn't think it was anything outstanding though i didn't think it really was anything, his, his performance yeah. and his character development now how it ended obviously in the in the finale once again i want to discuss that more with you but everything that yeah. happened with him i i love the and character I, development into who emil blonsky has become from really the minimal amount we saw him in yes you know, phase one of the MCU. We haven't seen him since then with the exception of his rendition of the, uh, of the abomination in uh, Shang-Chi. Absolutely. And Which, and we're talking about the abomination and, and this kind of leads me to my biggest positive for the show overall RB. And it's exactly kind of what you're hinting at here. Um, I, I did like Emil Blonsky's character arc because it's, I think that She-Hulk had a great opportunity to do something that Spider-Man No Way Home did really well and it was that it wasn't about stopping the villains it was about sending them home right and it was about saving these villains and i think that she hulk was trying to take a similar kind of stance that these 
villains are people that can change back to being good people after they've made these mistakes of being evil. And um, that was the message that was going through through episode seven and a little bit of eight. And I was all for it. And that was one of the strongest aspects of the show. Now, what the finale does with the character of Abomination, I felt was a little bit of a betrayal to the character arc that he had undergone over the season. Yes, very much so. And that's why I kind of ended up in a, he was okay in addition to the season. I would have rather him have ended up being good and not gone away in the cop car at the end. I, I agree very much so. But I, I think that's more on the commentary of what happens in the finale. Yeah. Um, um, but I do want to say, RB, yep. um, speaking of the abomination, I actually think episode seven is my favorite episode of the whole season. And I think it was the one that I laughed for the entire time is when she goes to the retreat and there's a yurt there and all these other villains are there and they're all having therapy. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And it finally gave Jen a reality check and made her a little bit of a likable character. Finally on episode seven of a nine episode season, I felt that way because um, they, I liked how that therapy group that she kind of comes together with all the villains, they pointed out, Hey, you are just wanting to be She-Hulk because she makes everything a lot easier. And Jen finally opened up and said, yeah, it's like being the popular girl that I never was. I could just be that person whenever I want to be. And they're like, well, you should spend some more time as Jen. I, and I love that message. That's the real message of She-Hulk is, you know, she can be this amazing She-Hulk, you know, attorney at law person, but she can also be Jen. And Jen is just as good as She-Hulk in a lot of ways. And I like that message. I thought that was a really heartwarming message. Instead of the stupid messages that we had gotten in earlier episodes about her dating people and having to go to law over, uh, having to go to court over uh, some beauty cosmetic products that, uh, I, I feel like those I, episodes I, were weak. I agree. I think I think the final three episodes of this show really saved it for me. Yeah. The final third, seven, eight, nine. Now, again, I, I you, you uh, referenced, I believe, episode five there, sort of the lawsuit episode against Titania. Mm -hmm. I was a big fan of that episode. Just, okay. again, it was the middle of the season. It was kind of a throwaway episode, but again, to me, the jokes really hit home. I thought they were really good. Okay, I can there see were, that. I mean, there were there were slower episodes too. Episode six, just Jen, where you know she's at the wedding and she's mm -hmm. not she hold because you don't want to stand anyone up or show anyone up. You know that one was more, you know. And I just, yeah, I, I just want to while while we're talking about the wedding, RB, and yeah. she meets Josh at the wedding, and I finally felt some positivity in that wedding episode of her meeting a guy that was nice, you know. And I was like, okay, good. Now they finally showed a guy that come into her life that's going to be a positive, you know, positive force, I guess you could say, of a, like a positive relationship. But unfortunately, it seems that that's this is my biggest one of my biggest complaints. It seems that every guy that Jen slash She-Hulk encounters, for, with the exception of uh, Pug, I think, yep. is the guy's name that works yep. at the law office as well, with the exception of him, all turn out to be shitty guys. And Matt Murdock. Uh, yes, and Matt Murdock, yeah. Matt Murdock. I got more to say about Matt Murdock. Holy shit, RB. That's the reason why I didn't give this one a okay. seven. We okay. got more to say, RB. Okay, well, uh, again. You know, I want, you, I, I I want know, to hear what you got to say, too, though. I know you feel more passionately about Matt Murdock, <laughs> uh, having watched the entire Netflix series of Daredevil. Yeah. My only introduction to Matt Murdock was uh, the scene we see him in Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. I liked him in this series. I, um, yeah. I'll, I'll I like, say. 
I really like him as a lawyer. Again, I <laughs> yeah. loved everything. And maybe it's because I love courtroom dramas. Like, I love we, – we were talking about you Dahmer. You would and, love Daredevil, yeah, dude. Yeah, and I, I need to watch it. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I, I love courtroom dramas. I You know, we were talking about last – or a couple weeks ago, the Dahmer series. Yeah. You know, I, my, one of my biggest knocks on it was there wasn't much about the trial, which, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything trial, courtroom like that. I thought he was great there, and I liked him as Daredevil too. And honestly, I like the chemistry between him and Jen. I uh, so I love I, that I like he's it. in the show. I'll yeah, say okay. that. Okay. I, I love that he's in the show because Charlie Cox is one of the best actors ever to play a superhero. Honestly, okay. he's up there with Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And and you know Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. That kind of level of this is his character. And you're absolutely right. He kills it in the courtroom scenes, and he's such a fantastic actor that yeah. His his jokes do land and his episode is good because he is such a great actor and it was great to see it. I I just just I don't know. It it, it's different. It's a different character than what we got to see in the Netflix show. It's much lighter. And I'm fine with that. As much compared to, you know, when we did our Netflix episode, the way you describe this Daredevil series. But yes, this and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that he, I thought it was awesome that he totally banged Jen Walters at the end of this episode, RB. That was fucking incredible because, and you know what? People were complaining about it online. Oh, like, why did they make him sleep with She-Hulk? Well, honestly, dude, if you've seen Daredevil, dude runs through another woman every other episode. I swear, dude, that guy is a player. Matt Murdock is a player. He uses that blindness to his advantage. So, so then I guess your follow-up is you don't like sort of the way the episode ended with, or the, the the season ended with him sort of settling down to be with Jen Walters, as it seemed. You know, he's in, in at the barbecue that, with the family. Yes. My guess would be that didn't sit well with you. Abs- that was silly. They didn't need to, I, when they left him in episode eight, I was fine. I was like, okay, I don't need to see Daredevil again. And once again, this is a problem I have with episode nine. It didn't fix any of the stuff that the show did wrong, and it didn't improve in the end what I thought was a pretty lackluster. Okay, so yeah, we'll, so we'll are talk, we, yeah, are we ready to talk finale? That's my question. Or do we want to keep going on some of the some of the meat episodes, so to speak? The the uh, middle between the finale, you know, the, the meat to our sandwich between episodes one and nine. Um I think we can I think we can start talking about episode nine RP. I, I think we covered it all. I, I did enjoy Daredevil. Joining the MCU. Yeah, rip it and rip it. Episode eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I, I think that that's about all I could say. I don't want to get too far into it. So let's go into episode nine, which was a crazy, crazy finale. Yes. Absolutely nuts. First of all, let's start with the uh, the intro, the homage to the, the Lou Ferrigno Universal Television, NBC Universal Television show, uh, The Incredible Hulk. I love the beginning of this I episode. Thought that was a, it, as that was the awesome. nightmare sequence of Jen in, in the damage control prison. Yes. Thought that was incredible. That was awesome. I yeah. loved it. I was like, okay, this is going to be a unique episode for sure if they're starting it off like this. And it was a good indicator because it did turn out to be very different. And yeah, I, I like that um, they used uh, non-CG for the She-Hulk in this 70s sequence. Yes. They used a real person. And that was kind of cool. And yeah, I liked the is, uh, yeah. accuracy. It was good. Yeah, I, um, I thought that was great. Now, here is one of yeah. my my flaws with the episode and really the entire show is okay. the, the intro with Jen, you know, not, not wanting her powers as we see when she's with Bruce Banner, yeah. uh, with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. 
And then she's by here at this point. I get it. She likes She Hulk. She's upset. She that she has has to have the the power inhibitor. Mm-hmm. If she didn't want to be She Hulk in the first place, and these power inhibitors inhibitors existed, why couldn't she have just had one in the first place? Right. Right. I, I guess I agree. she didn't want people to know at the beginning that she was She Hulk until it was too late. But I don't know that. Uh, that that part really didn't sit well with me. That she's all upset that she has to do it. It was like, wait, you know, a month ago when we saw the the premiere of this, you had no interest in being She Hulk, and this how would have about, been your dream. How about uh, two weeks ago in the retreat episode, we had come to the conclusion that Jen Walters was just as valuable as She Hulk, and now all of a sudden, yeah, she yeah. lost a big part of herself by not being able to become She Hulk. But I thought we had gone through that process of her being okay with being able to be Jen Walters. And then here it seems like she just hates being Jen. And that, that's kind of where the episode started off on a little bit of a sour note with me as far as the character goes. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And of course, uh, we always get the reveal. I mean, we already knew that Josh was a bad guy. Um, it just seemed a little bit crazy that, you know, between the dating episode where she went on Tinder and swiped as She-Hulk, there she met a bunch of shitty guys there. She met Hulk King there, it turned out. Big, big, you know, quote unquote, big um, <laughs> uh, reveal who Hulk King is all yeah. along. And it was, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I guess I think that they should have done a better job of it just felt like every guy she encountered was another villain. Again, and that's that's the, what the show to me is all about is toxic okay. masculinity to the point of the the major plot twist in this in this episode. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking before we we go into that point, you know, well, you know, let's let's go to what sparks the plot twist, right? Yeah. We find out that that the whole king and I'm, I'm sure intelligentsia yes. is having a meetup. It just so happens that said meetup is at Emil Blonsky's, you know, yeah. retreat. Emil Blonsky as the abomination is there as a guest speaker, probably full no full well knowing what they are. Yeah. Which doesn't fit his character development throughout the entire season. Doesn't make any sense. Matt Murdock shows up. Bruce Banner shows up. There's about to be a whole Titania big fight. shows up. Yeah, Titania <laughs> shows up. Whole big fight sequence. And then thank Is this goodness working? Do, yes. Thank goodness that they do this. Because I was feeling the same exact way. What is happening? This makes zero sense from anything that has happened throughout the entire season. Yeah. And I love how they turned it around. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I love this sequence that they go where she it, it she's like, is this working? And then it goes back to the Disney Plus homepage. Yes. And she busts out of the She-Hulk logo and says, oh, where can I find Marvel Studios? Oh, Assembled. Avengers and she jumps assembled. into Assembled. Oh, yeah. How great was that? And she's I mean, going behind the scenes. She's fighting Marvel execs to get to Kevin. Kevin. Yep. <sighs> which is like obviously a play on Kevin Feige, which of is course, the head of Marvel. Of Marvel studios so that was really funny and she actually talks to the writers before she goes to find kevin which was really funny yeah i would and, literally what, what do you say i would literally die before i let you see kevin yeah <laughs> yeah they treat kevin like a god and i'm like oh wow are they just gonna show kevin feige That's in the show what I thought, yeah and she so, signs an nda mm -hmm. <laughs> and she fights these marvel execs and we meet kevin rb and who is kevin so kevin is the uh let's see if i can get the exact yeah uh, yeah, uh, it does not say it's just an artificial intelligence that creates the MCU storyline based off of what people want to see. 
And I think this further goes forward to toxic masculinity, the, the main theme of this show. Huh. But that's all this artificial intelligence is. I didn't I didn't get that. Really? Okay. No. So so I, it just seemed like to me that that's what it was. I mean, okay. he has to essentially mansplain to Jennifer Walters what he's doing for for viewer's sake and then it's Jennifer Walters that sort of breaks that down and says, "Well, here's all the questions that the fans actually have, not just a computer algorithm have discovered that they want to see." Yeah. So I, I love this sequence. Okay. But my my question to you is, obviously, you know, you having more background with this, is this something that could have a uh, running further implications in the show and the breaking of the, the fourth wall? Because yeah. this is something that I think Rick and Morty, you know, uh -huh. obviously one of our favorite shows, yeah. has been trying to establish for three years uh, characters that are self-aware that they're in a TV show written by someone else and hasn't been able to do it perfectly. I think this did it perfectly, but I'm curious, okay. are more characters going to become self-aware in this Kevin character? Is this exclusively to She-Hulk or does this have bigger implications into the MCU? I'd like to know the answer to that too as well, yeah. RB. Because I think that's yeah. where my score could raise is if, if this Kevin character is going to play a part and the MCU and Marvel Studios has the potential to do something that has never been done in a television show in yeah. creating this self-awareness and having the writers and the showrunners be a part of the show as well as writing the show, even if they're, you know, dramatized actors in this case. I and to me, that yeah. could push it above an eight out of ten. But right now, until we know I'm with it's you still on an eight that, out of yeah. ten for me. I'm with you on that. It yeah. could be a it could lead to a big, you know, shift. But unfortunately, RB, from what I saw, mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling this is just a one throwaway gag. Okay. Unfortunately, I, I, I have a strong, strong feeling this is a throwaway gag. Gotcha. And I mean, the, the Kevin yeah. vibes I got here were almost like um, uh, Modoc, Modoc vibe. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe that's how they tie exactly in mean. the combination of like artificial intelligence and the human right. brain and introduction of a character like that. But I, I don't know. Okay. I that's know what 100 you mean. percent my speculation. I, as I, soon as no, I saw exactly, Kevin, yeah. that was my thought. Yeah. Interesting. I I don't know. I and and here's my kind of biggest takeaway. I like I said, major major points to the showrunners, writers, director, everybody for the finale. Um, major points for just the boldness, the creativity, taking the leap of faith, and doing this crazy twist. But unfortunately, I have a problem calling this a crazy twist in the first place because okay, the changes that she makes to the finale doesn't actually change anything that's, that's, I think. that's a fair point that's absolutely and that's my biggest point. gripe here i i loved i love this fourth wall break i love when she looks at the screen and says when are we get the x-men and winks because that's yeah. what everybody's always yeah. been asking yeah. in every every new series when are we going to see the x-men yep. and um i i love all these things i loved this felt like something deadpool could do i thought it was really cool um well i think what was amazing about this the self-awareness more so explained throughout the show, something that we hadn't seen before and I loved and I think you more questioned was Jennifer Walters' ability to break the fourth wall and directly address the audience. Well, this, yeah. I think, further went into her ability to and her understanding that she was in a show yeah. to the point that she knew to break through the uh, Disney Absolutely. Plus home screen and into Avengers Assembled and speak to her showrunners. I love, yeah, I love that they did this. I just wish so she's okay. So for those, we might need a little bit of a description here. Um, 
she's talking to Kevin and she's saying, why is Bruce here? That doesn't make any sense. And she lifts Bruce right out of the right finale. Away. Okay, boom, done. Let's fix that. And um, then, of course, we get, uh, you know, all these other changes. Why was, didn't she change the abomination back into a human or something like that? Yep. Um, and that we, he changes back into a human when he realizes the, the wrongdoings of his ways for transforming and turns himself in. Got but okay. I think the other the other major change she has is the another super serum esque turning a, right. a normal person into a super villain, and says, "Why do we have to do this again? We've done this in every show, you know, so it it shouldn't work, right?" That, I'm gl- I'm so glad you brought that up because that's my biggest gripe. Um, yes. she points out the biggest problem with She Hulk, which was, I mean, I liked that they still had a connecting thread of you know this you know force you know it, it turned out to be intelligentsia was trying to get her blood and that that was the thread to follow from episode to episode her her blood and all that and then she makes fun of it and saying oh yeah well this has been done in captain america this has been done in spider-man this has been done in whatever you know there's been so many it's a common superhero story and she says yeah that's stupid why would we do that again yeah. and i'm asking the same question i just watched eight episodes of you doing that why would you do that again mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Like, it's like but they're making I, I fun of it and it doesn't make it better. Fun of itself. I, I See, to me, at least when a show knows not to take itself too seriously, which a lot of these MCU shows you, have, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I respect what they're doing. I mean, people knew from the minute they announced this, from the minute they put out the trailer, <laughs> this is not going to be a good show. But <laughs> yeah. they play on that themselves. And I, I really respect it when a show does that. Yeah. It did not take itself too seriously, which is something um, you know Marvel shows have, have often done. I think I think Hawkeye may have taken itself a little bit too seriously. I liked Hawkeye, but yeah, you know, I think that's another prime example. And they, I think, saved it again with the the final post credit scene being the opening number from uh, from the Captain America musical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I like when they do that, and I respect okay. that. Okay, personally, I can, feel, I can respect yeah. the boldness of the of the yeah. choice here in the finale. Yeah. Although I do think that it didn't really change as much as it could have, and. It didn't really change anything for the better. Of course, Daredevil shows up again because she wants, she says, let's get more Matt Murdock in there because she liked oh, yeah. having sex with Matt Murdock. Who fuck knows? Which, which <laughs> she, she, she actually says, which was yeah. very interesting. I, I didn't expect that to come in, a, in an MCU Disney show. Yes. But she said, I wouldn't, what, she said something, I, I wouldn't mind smashing Matt Murdock again. Yeah. Like, what oh, the that's heck? really risque for a yeah. Disney show. I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, between that and, Andor having sex in the Star Wars universe. Right? I'm like, oh, right? nudity in the Star Wars universe. And I mean, obviously, we had sex. People had to be born. We we see at least yeah. Luke and Leia born. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there, there. It was a more of an adult sitcom. This this yeah. show felt like it, it. It felt like one of those shows. Like I think I've said this to you before, but it felt like an NBC show that you could watch. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, and it. it for better or worse, it was something totally different, and I, yeah. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy the fact that they did my boy Scar really that, bad that with his haircut. That is my next question. What Haircut and all. Yeah. What what implications does this have based off of your knowledge of the comic book series? So that's my that was my big prediction where I w- wanted to talk about here at the end, okay. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get the, you know, kind of happy endings, celebratory picnic sequence here, and Bruce Banner shows up with the Sun Scar from Sakar. And Sun Scar from Sakar. Try to say that five times fast, RV. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Scar is a main player in a many, many, or, or actually one big uh, World War Hulk 
storyline. So that could be kind of cool. I think that we're going to get some pretty crazy stuff happening with the Hulk and his son um, since they decided to introduce him here. And I've been reading online that um, Mark Ruffalo has been advocating for a Hulk solo outing. Um, and I maybe we'll get a Hulk team up of some sort with She-Hulk and Hulk's son. I I think there's a lot of potential here that we have for this, um, as well we as the Marvels and the Hulks and the Hulks. And not only that, we have green Hulks, but in the comics, we also have red Hulks. Mm. And that plays a big um, and, and one of the big storylines was Hulk's son has to do with the red Hulks. So I have a feeling we're going to see that um, as well as recently, Arby, I don't know if you saw, but Harrison Ford will be taking over as Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU, which was um Recently, you would have seen Thunderbolt Ross in uh, Civil War. He was the guy that was presenting to them about the Sokovia Accords, kind of that general guy. Yeah. And um, apparently Harrison Ford is going to take over that role and he's going to appear in the new Captain America movie, New World Order. Um, And Thunderbolt Ross does become the Red Hulk. So maybe we're going to see some CG Harrison Ford Hulk action. That would be kind of crazy. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, so that's that's my big do. prediction for where yeah. we might be headed. That that's huge. My my other, I mean, I think my point of excitement, and you know, we can discuss based yeah. off of the the announcements of what else is coming out, is that it seems like Tim Roth, the Abomination, may be a major player because in our post credit scene, we have Abomination being taken into Camertage by uh, by Wong. I'd love to see him join this. Uh, Apparently, I think the Thunderbolts is what it's called. Um, okay. And, you know, obviously that they're it's obvious they're building towards something here with the inclusion of this team getting their own movie. It's been described as uh, Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. I have a feeling that Abomination is going to be part of that team. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big indication that we're going to see more of him because he was in this. And I'm I'm glad with it. A little bit un- unfortunate that I did want to see his character become a good guy. Maybe the movie will do a good job of making his character a good guy again. Um, so, yeah. But overall, I think that I definitely give the finale points. Mm-hmm. I, I, as, as a matter of fact, the finale was so, it was trying to be so different that I have to give it another, my overall rating another half point. I think I'd probably go six and a half out okay. of 10 for the show overall. Um, and, you know, seeing Daredevil was awesome. Yeah. I like the suit. The new suit is pretty badass. Um Yellow and gold was cool because it's a reference to his father's colors that he wore when he was boxing. And there's all kinds of cool stuff that they referenced to in the comics. That was awesome. And the Daredevil theme played when when they met and he mm-hmm. says, I'm I'm Daredevil. And then they, dee, 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 dee. That, that show has an awesome theme song. Too. I watch Daredevil, watch Daredevil, and you'll see how good of a show that that's what a Marvel show should be. <laughs> but yeah, six and a half overall. It wasn't quite good but it was damn close to being a good show okay and i'm i'm gonna keep my score at eight for now okay. again potential to grow uh, based off of what happens in season two yeah. and with some of these characters and if some of them are just throwaways or some of them are truly going to come back and be major players as we and keep into phase four of the mcu here's the biggest thing i want to leave us on here too rb this show had a potential to ruin a lot of stuff i think that Overall, the fact that this show left me saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing more Mm She-Hulk. I think that's the biggest um, positive I could give the show is that, you know, 
it it wasn't a fantastic show in my book, but it did leave me saying, yeah, I could see more. I'm fine with seeing more. Yeah, which is which is something I don't think either of us expected to say when right. the first trailer dropped and we said, oh, this is going to be horrendous. Yeah. So that and on I, a positive I, I note, we could leave that. What either of us expected. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll leave that on a good positive note because that is the biggest positive of this show is that they were able to pull it off, I think, for the most part. So. There we go. So hopefully we'll see more She-Hulk in a future project. And speaking of future projects, RB, what can our fans be looking forward to listening to next week? Yeah, so we got a lot of good stuff coming out for you. Uh, Of course, the big movie premiere, blockbuster movie, Black Adam. uh, A lot riding on this for the the Warner Brothers uh, film cinematic department. Uh, So Black Adam comes out this Friday, I believe. So we will be reviewing that hopefully this upcoming week and we're, we're looking to do maybe a double feature because we're also looking to review uh the drop seven days from now uh tales of the jedi yes is that so the, the, the correct name i, I didn't butcher yes. that right yep. tales of the jedi i'm, yeah, I'm tales so of excited the jedi, which is going to be very six shorts. six shorts uh as you have, you've told me dom three about ahsoka tano three about a younger count dooku so very excited to see that we also uh, want to bring you a review uh Dom's been on his own watching uh, the Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Uh, I really wanted to get into the Game of Thrones universe. So I've been watching House of the Dragon, which has its finale upcoming this week. So look for a review where one is discussing one, one is discussing the other. And we'll discuss what other what we think the other would like in it, what you, the listeners, would like in those shows. And then, of course, as we creep into December, it's getting to winter blockbuster season again. So a lot of big movies coming. Of course, Avatar, The Way of Water. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio. Yep. What what am I missing, Dom? I know there are a few others we just discussed. Yeah, uh, we got films we, out. Glass Onion is going to be coming Glass out. Onion, Seagull yes, the Knives right. Out. That's very exciting. Um, Weird Al, uh, yeah, the weird. weird story. Yep. Yeah, very weird excited for that one. That, that's good. coming out really soon. That's in a couple of weeks now. Yep, and um, there's I'm sure there's more releases. Yep. We'll uh, we'll we'll convene on to our letterboxed accounts and uh we will definitely be seeing what else is coming out we'll be rating them as we watch so quick plug you can check our letterbox profiles uh the links to those are down below in the description as long as well as our twitters you can check out our profiles on twitter and see what we've been retweeting some cool announcements been happening recently i won't go into detail here but you can check the twitter my twitter page for a few cool tweets that i saw about some upcoming films um, you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you ever need to find us on one of those services, you can find our show there. Um, you know, leave us a like. Let us know what you thought of She-Hulk. Do you agree with us? Uh, do you disagree? What did you think overall? Um, so with that said, we'll see you on next episode of Top of the List. Later. <laughs>